Hello and welcome to Future Thinking from Stylus. I'm your host, Christian Ward, Head of Media and Marketing at Stylus. Today we're going to be discussing the sustainable great white hopes of the fashion industry, rental and resales, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, and look at what the future looks like generally for the industry in terms of more sustainable shopping behaviours. To discuss this, I'm joined by Jane Shepherdson, Chairwoman of My Wardrobe HQ, the UK's leading designer fashion rental platform, and Emily Gordon-Smith, Stylus's Director of Consumer Product. Welcome to both of you. So first, Jane, could you please tell us a little bit about My Wardrobe HQ and uh, the rental and resale model that you use? Certainly, yes. Uh, My Wardrobe HQ is a peer-to-peer rental and sale platform. So uh, you can rent on it, but you can also uh, buy from it. Um, We take individuals' wardrobes and we take uh, brands also trade through our platform, but we manage the whole process. So uh, we take the stock, we look after the stock, we list it on the site, photograph it, fulfill the orders uh, and do all of the cleaning and etc. And uh, we simply then, if you've, if you've put your clothes onto our site, we will then simply send you a check or the remittance every month. Uh, we do the same with brands. Jane, I'd just like to add there, I think this is particularly exciting just in terms of uh, what I see as kind of virgin territory for fashion retail, in terms of new ways for us to work and it almost being like a a totally fresh landscape so you know there's going to be lots of casualties uh post-pandemic in terms of traditional potentially slightly tired brands and consumers looking at new ways of consuming so uh yeah I'm I'm particularly excited as I have been for quite some time about resale and rental (laughs) perfect me too so right now, um, we've noticed that you've been doing some great things around free content on your site. And we also wrote about your vans being used to deliver essentials to those in need, which is great. Lots of fantastic community stuff. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Well, to be honest with you, there are not a lot of events going on at the moment. Um, you've probably noticed. So um, our rental business at the moment is is very, very quiet. Uh, we are selling a little bit on the site, but we also felt, you know what, we've, we've got all of these uh, resources here. Let's see if we can put them to better use um, whilst the crisis continues. Um, we have got a van, we can do deliveries. Uh, we thought that was probably an obvious one. And at the moment, we're trying to actually look at ways of... Um, finding small fashion brands that uh, we think are likely perhaps to fail within the next few weeks because they're having orders cancelled and we're trying to think of ways of of promoting them or or trying to do something that will help them to survive. I think just on that, Jane, the whole sort of sense of community and what you've engendered on the site in terms of, uh, I guess, really trying to entertain your community and um, reach out to a broader community is um, it's particularly well done. The, this uh, I, I've been following this every day and I'm sure we've all got um, all of us are inundated with incoming emails. But I think these are particularly good in addressing this need at the moment for brands and businesses to to really be entertaining their communities and yours is uh, particularly good where you know it's really quite kind of selfless and that we're talking about on there you're talking about health and wellness you're talking about uh, creativity and there's there's lots of great stuff happening there and I think that uh, sort of post-pandemic this is what's going to stand out Christian I think you'll probably agree you've you've been writing a lot about this as as well at the moment Um, really kind of standing out in terms in terms of 
maybe businesses where your role is not to be the entertainer are that actually becoming quite a kind of crucial aspect of what you do? I think it's really important that um, that you do what you feel is the right thing to do in, in this situation. You know, it's not it's not a time for you to sort of think, oh, my God, you know, how should I market my brand? What should I be doing? I think the thing to do is to be completely genuine. If you feel that you want to help or you want to do something, then do it. You know, don't go on about it too much because nobody wants to hear that either. But equally, people do want to hear from you. You know, they, they want to have a, a, some kind of communication. And if you can keep it light, if you can, if you can kind of do the right thing, then I think, I think that's what you have to do. It's a hard call, though. You know, I, I, I think you have to be quite careful um, in these times. You know, you, you don't want to overload people with information. You don't want to sort of force them to do things they don't want to do. It's, it's, it's getting the right balance. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is going to happen when we, uh, we finally get out of this situation? Do you think that, um, I mean, lots of people right now clearing out their wardrobes of pre-loved items, do you think we might see an extra broom in resale once this is all over? Well, if you look at Instagram, you'd say certainly yes. I can't, I can't count the number of people I've seen who are, who are doing some kind of detox or getting rid of... Uh, party dresses, wedding outfits, etc. So one would assume that, that those things are going to go somewhere and that, uh, yes, that they will be sold after this pandemic's over. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but, it's, uh, but it, I think you're probably right. I'm sure it will do. I think that's right. There's definitely a kind of, uh, <laughs> amongst many people, a kind of cleansing process going on around things that you own and things that you don't really need. And this also, you know, comes right back to, uh, you know, the, the way we've talked about, we talk about resale and uh, rental a lot as models for the future. And I think this crisis that we're in actually makes those, you know, the need for those new models all the more, uh, really all the more relevant. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. I, I think that rightly or wrongly, I think a lot of people sort of see this crisis as a time for them to think about how they've been living their lives, whether we should slow down, whether we should uh, perhaps treat the planet slightly differently in future. Um, and, and I think that, that certainly rental and sustainable fashion will be something that will be high on people's agendas after the pandemic. Um, I, I, I think that's, that's kind of going to be an obvious one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, uh, we, and we've talked about this before on the podcast and the question that I always sort of ask in a devil's advocate kind of way is if, if this is... Um, the future as it should be in terms of sustainability what does that mean for for fashion brands how are they going to have to adapt to that new um, sort of uh, landscape of of resale and and rental where people perhaps aren't buying as much well I think it's a it's a really difficult one actually and in fact uh, it's interesting that um, when we first started out uh, asking brands to join us on our platform um, we had to be quite persuasive with them. Um, but what's interesting in the last couple of months, in fact, and, and even since the pandemic started, we've actually had brands approaching us and saying, you know, I would like to, I, I need, I would like to start renting my product. I'd like to start doing it. Perhaps we could work together on that. Um, and because of that, we, we've sort of created what we call a white label solution, which is something that, that we can offer to, to, brands or third parties so that they can do their own rental um so it looks as if it's their own brand rental but i think everybody is is starting to think you know what i i have to join this conversation I, i've got to start doing something um and i think it's very difficult to to to, to literally go back and and, and 
and change your entire supply chain as quickly as it needs to be done. Yeah, so Jane, we wrote recently about this with your uh, talking about your partnership with Liberty and uh, how that retailer was really smart in engaging with you as the expert, but really being seen to be part of this, uh, you know, new um, movement in retail uh, without them having to potentially do the hard work. So I can see there's lots of opportunity for brands to engage with experts like yourselves um, in, in this new model going forward. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think they were super smart to, to do so. You know, and again, I think they recognise themselves that that they, they have to join this conversation. They can't just sort of sit on the sidelines and carry on doing things the way that they have been doing them. Um, so, yes, they, they're, we're all learning a huge amount with, the, with this sort of with this trial that, that we're doing with them. Um, and, and I think it will help them definitely to decide or work out in the future um, how they adapt their model so that it can incorporate things like rental and resale. I think there's, I think there's a massive opportunity for innovative businesses like your own and resale businesses to be engaging with traditional retail on that footing uh, where a traditional retailer thinks there's no room for this or it's not part of what they do actually they should be reaching out and we should all be working in a more open source way to as you say really make sure that they are seen to be a, a part of this conversation and and, and engaged I completely agree with you. And and also, I mean, when you think about uh, luxury designer fashion, um, it, it very often do- doesn't actually sell that well nowadays. Um, and these department stores are being left with an awful lot of stock that, that they potentially can't get rid of or have to put into sale at 70% off. And, and again, we can help to sort of try to solve that problem together. So, I mean, as as... Everyone's probably aware, listening to us, we're, we're recording from home um, at the moment because of the situation that we're in. This is the first time we've done a stylist podcast this way. Um, so Jane, I imagine your business has been quite reliant on office or workwear and occasion wear as key categories to buy and rent. So considering uh, that we're all sort of stuck working from home at the moment, do you think that might change in the future? Well, that's a hard one to say, actually. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, uh, you, you wonder whether in, in a couple of months' time, if we are still in the same situation, people will be renting sort of, I don't know, cashmere jumpers and pyjamas from us. Um, I, I think I think it's still, rental will still always be about uh occasions um, and let's hope that you know we get over this and we can go back to some sort of normal life where we where we all have occasions to go to as well again um, because really the ideal from our point of view is you know we, we don't want people to stop buying clothes that's that's not where we're coming from at all we we're what we would like people to do is is to buy a considered essential wardrobe and then to use a rental service for, uh, for for weddings, for events and things, for going skiing, that sort of thing. Things where they would buy something perhaps once and then they would just stick it in the back of the wardrobe. I think that's right. We're going to see quite, as we come out of this, we're going to see quite a kind of polarised climate. Um, you know, within certain demographics, sure, we're going to see um, a, a, an urge to go out and party and dress up and, <laughs> and really be escapist. And this is, you know, that's a massive opportunity in its own, in its own right. I think the opposite end of that polarisation is that there will be this ongoing need for kind of um, emphasis on comfort and uh, feeling, uh, needing to feel cocooned and cosy, etc. But, 
you know, this will plateau out. It will plateau out and we will return to potentially some kind of, I, I guess what we're all hoping for is some new kind of equilibrium that um, just feels slightly more balanced potentially than, than uh, pre-virus. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think one of the things that, that I love the most about rental, and, and it's been a real epiphany for me personally, actually, is, is the, just the delight and excitement that I get out of, out of, out of wearing clothes now. Um, you know, we have, for example, a, a, an all-over embroidered Gucci suit on our site, which is £3,000 cost, I think it was. Um, and you can rent it for £34 a day. I've rented it. Arizona Muse has rented it. Trini Woodall's rented it. It's the most fabulous suit. It's something I would never have worn before or never have bought. And I put it on and I just feel amazing. It's that real kind of Cinderella moment. Um, and I think I think there'll be a need for people or a, or a real desire for people to want to really enjoy fashion and experimentation again when this is all over. Yeah, that kind of whole escapist thing is really going to totally. come into its own, and we. But we're all going to be so mindful of our spend, of uh, fast consumption, and I think this is where these models, uh, you know, it, it becomes it potentially comes becomes really super exciting for these models. I couldn't agree more. Now, from a from a fashion season perspective, I think it's interesting at the moment because. We've skipped a season, potentially. Um, what will you think will happen to sort of trends and seasons as we as we go forward? Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I, I think there was a lot of questions raised at the last Fashion Week anyway, that, um, you know, what are we all doing here promoting a, one season's fashion? It seems, it seems uh, incredible or ridiculous or whatever. Um, and, I, and I think... Well, certainly from, from our point of view on our site, because we have a product from people's wardrobes as well as from brands, the, the, the stock that we hold tends to be from last season, the season before, season before that, or even sort of iconic pieces from sort of 10 years ago. Um, and in a way, I think that's quite, I, that's what's quite attractive about it. It's sort of slightly magpie-like. You can just dip in and, and find something beautiful. But I think also what it's shown me is that a beautiful dress is a beautiful dress. I don't really care what season it's from. And actually, so few of us even know what season something is from. Um, I actually think it doesn't really matter. I think as long as you're promoting it in the right way and showing that this is an absolutely gorgeous dress and you'll feel a million dollars when you wear it. Um, I, I, I think that's what really matters or will matter to our customers. I, I think that's right. Christian, you know that I am always talking about seasonless and trendless as a key fashion business strategy. Uh really in light of so many things not least sustainability but I think what Jane's saying here uh it's it, it will really resonate now this idea that uh I think to 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 really sort of focus on one's own personal style and for brands who have their own sense of individuality I think Gucci is the perfect example of that they really uh you know they're not they're not reliant on seasonal trends in creating their collections. They're really doing their own thing. And as we come out of this pandemic, I think that this will be more of a focus for people in editorial, for buyers, for merchandisers, for everyone in the industry is how do you de-risk and really speak more about uh, brand identity and uh, personal style 
rather than relentlessly tapping into seasonal fashion trends, which with massive markdown implications always, and uh, really, uh, you know, sort of sort of moving into a, a new era, I guess, which isn't so reliant on this kind of seasonal calendar, which the fashion industry has been beholden to quite unnecessarily. I, I, I think you're absolutely right, Emily. It's, um, I think there is, there is huge change afoot. Um, it, it certainly felt to me at the last Fashion Week as if uh, the whole idea of Fashion Week felt really old-fashioned, yeah. which is kind of a strange thing to say. It's weird, um, isn't it? For so, yes. for so long, it's been such a the linchpin of our inspiration. You know, you and I have both worked in the high street and in, and, you know, forecasting and consultancy and things for years. And um, it's always been the kind of linchpin, and it just suddenly feels like it's uh, it has to change, that the format has to change, the seasonality has to change. There's way too many collections as well. Um, you know, we talked about this in the lo- last podcast, didn't we, Christian? Um, you know, four seasons in a year. And it, it, it's it's just crazy. It's relentless. It's, it's relentless. It's crazy. It, 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 it's a killer in terms of creativity. So the, the, the designers themselves are actually... You know that they would they would love it if they only had to produce uh, season, one season a year or or just a development of that season. Exactly, um, it is it's madness. It, it 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 really does all need to shift and actually potentially. Um, I, well, I think that these new retail models and uh, you know the fact that we're just having to really seriously address things like sustainability and. What what the what the climate looks like post pandemic is actually going to just move the agenda forward quite rapidly. I, I think so. I think the sad thing is that um, it, we may well find ourselves uh, in a time where the, the the huge brands survive, such as the Zara's and the Gucci's, for example. But so many of the smaller more sustainable niche brands um, are actually just not there anymore because their survival over the next couple of months, I think, is hanging by a thread. Yeah, and I think that's where uh, we, we're talking a lot at the moment, Jane, on on the Stylist site about community. And yes. I'm hoping that community does emerge as a, a touch point in consumer mindset in terms of how they think about brands in terms of local retailers, small brands, etc. And anything we can all do to support that kind of mind shift, I think, is good. I completely agree with you. I think we've all got to do our bit. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think one thing that I've taken away from this conversation is that I should definitely be dressing up more um, when I'm working from home. I I won't tell you what I'm wearing at the moment, but it's definitely not that glamorous. I'd like to thank my guests, Jane Shepherdson and Emily Gordon-Smith, and thank you all for listening. I hope you're safe and well. I hope you'll join us next time for more future thinking from Stylus. <laughs>